0: he breathed his last breath and he was placed in a tomb. The Pharisees were so concerned over the situation because the disciples were heard saying that in three days he was going to rise again. They were so concerned that they went to the governor, they went to the ruler of the area and said, look, the disciples are saying that this man is going to rise again on the third day. Lest they go and steal his body in the middle of the night, we want you to place guards on the tomb so they can't trick everybody and claim that this man rises from the dead. The governor was so concerned about this current stirring of the situation in which he was going to control of that he said, take your guards. Do what you got to do. Y'all just calm down. Guards were sent to the tomb and they stood there. Verse 1. Matthew 28 says after the Sabbath at the dawn on the first day of the week Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb and there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven going to the tomb and rolled back the stone that sat upon it his appearance was like lightning his clothes were white as snow the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and they became as dead men. Verse 11 says, while the women were on their way to tell their part of the story, some of the guards went into the city and reported to the chief priests that everything that had happened. When the chief priests had met with the elders and devised a plan, they gave the soldiers large sums of money, telling them, you are to say his disciples did come during the night and stole him away while you were sleeping. If this report gets to the governor, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So the soldiers took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been widely circulated among the Jews to this day. The women went into town to tell everyone that Jesus was risen. The soldiers are telling everybody That he hasn't risen. And these two stories are being told.
1: thing i going to do
2: verses 1 through 8. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, See the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. this temple and in three days I will raise it up.
1: we all have something that God has brought us back to life. How many of you, the Lord, has brought you back to life? He has redeemed you and He has saved you and we all have a testimony and we're so thankful for that.
3: Give the Lord praise. Is that your testimony today? Oh, we serve the mighty God. Can we lift our hands in this place right now? Jesus, we exalt you and we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Let's give those that are involved in the ministries this morning a great hand for all the preparation they put into these services. Can we give them a hand right now? Praise team, drama team, cardboard ministry. God is good. Amen. Is there anybody else in here? The enemy thought he had you, but Jesus says you are his. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give him praise right now. Let's give him praise right now. Our children's church can be dismissed in Jesus' name today. Hallelujah can go ahead and release that praise that you're feeling in this place.
1: Anybody have something to give thanks for?
3: Happy Resurrection Sunday, everybody. It's good to be in church. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28. already heard this this morning. If you can come me down just a little, occasion. Probably already heard this this morning a few times, but I had I was trying to get away from it and use another scripture. So I went to that other scripture. I hit copy and I went to my sermon notes and I hit paste. And this scripture still came up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take that as that. Matthew 28, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. He came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And if I could, I want to preach for just a few minutes today on the subject from blaming to belonging, from blaming to belonging.
2: For the parks, would you please lead us in prayer this morning? Lord, we're thankful for the power of your resurrection. We're thankful, O oh God, that whatever the need is, O oh God, you're able to turn it around today. Lift us up, O oh Lord, through that power of your resurrection for healing, salvation, deliverance. We're in the place and in your presence. We ask, O God, that you speak through our pastor today. Anoint him for a word, O God. In the name of Jesus, open our ears and let us be attentive. But don't let us stop there. O God, let us respond to your word with action, with faith, with belief. O God, that our lives may be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name of Jesus.
3: Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. I want to thank Sister Duvall and the entire team for that first service this morning. If you were there, it was a powerful service and an amazing message. Today I want to talk for just a few minutes on from blaming to belonging. From blaming to belonging. You see, I I just feel so strongly I, I was delivered by Jesus Christ. I was set free. I wasn't always a pastor, and I wasn't going in the right direction in life, and I had issues, and I had problems, and, and, and then God filled me with the Holy Ghost. He saved me. and he, he led me to the infilling of the Holy Spirit, even though I did not want it. I rejected it. And I even at times said it was not real, and yet God continued to chase after me, even though I was rejecting Him, even though I was telling Him no, even though I was telling Him I'm too young, I'll deal with this when I get older. And God just kept chasing after me and kept loving me and not rejecting me and and, and reaching for me. And and, and today we celebrate His resurrection. You know, He died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. He was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, we know he He rose from the grave. Now John said when he looked in Revelations 5, and he he saw, he looked, and it looked as if no one was worthy. No one was worthy. Revelations 5, I saw the right hand of him that sat on the throne, in verse 2, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book, and to lose the seals thereof, and no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look their own. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look their own. John was upset. He he, He had experienced a lot of trauma in his lifetime. He had witnessed the crucifixion of his Lord, of the mighty God in Christ, probably thinking to himself, not knowing the whole picture, as we don't always know the whole picture, John was probably thinking like everyone, why don't you just cast yourself down from the cross, why don't you just uh, do a miracle for yourself personally, And, and John was upset now as he looks. For someone that's worthy, and it says there is no one, the angel declares, there is no man that is worthy in heaven, in earth, or even under the earth, but one of the elders. Revelations 5 and 5, one of the elders saith unto me, weep not. Sometimes in life, we can't just go it on our own. Sometimes in life, we can't just keep on doing what we're doing by ourselves. We can't just disappear and say, you know, I don't need others and I don't need the church and I love God, but but, you know, I'm going to love God out here. No, here John had a wrong perspective. He was looking out at a vision God gave him in part. A precept, but not precept upon precept yet. A line, but not lying upon line yet. And, and John looked down and he was upset at what he saw, but an elder spoke up and the elder... supposed to be seeing things he said we not behold the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David had prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof and John says and I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain there was the lamb the spotless lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world there was Jesus the Alpha and the Omega beginning and the ending. There was Jesus, my Lord and my Savior. There was Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice. There was Jesus who was tempted at all points, and yet he was without sin. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. A few minutes ago, they rode on the car. I'm not these are not my testimonies, they're theirs, and and, and I'm not necessarily but, but they brought these up and as they brought these up you have to realize this was this this was a place of vulnerability for those that came forward.
0: Sorry, they're all falling apart.
3: It was a place of vulnerability. It was a place that they felt they had something to share because they have been through something and god did something in their life it, it tells a story of where some came from and where they went to uh, and, and, and it's someone's testimony now i don't know I, I believe you should have a card inside your bulletin If you don't, if you'll let us know, and the ushers or hostesses will get you. It's just a three-by-five index card. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Brother Hall will look, and we'll get you one. If you don't, we've got some over here and some up here. It's very important. And so while they had their testimony... And then they have how God has changed their life. You've also got a piece of cardboard today. Maybe you only have one side. Maybe you only see a part right now. But God's speaking into your life right now and telling you there is another side to your story. You either have a testimony or you're going to have a testimony. Do you hear what I said? You either have a testimony or you're going to tell a testimony. And and, and so you've got your card there. And raise raise your hand one more time as he's looking right up here. You've got your testimony. and, and, And you need to write that down. Whether or not you can fill out the other side of the card at this moment or not I want you to think about it don't instantly start writing I want you to think about this as we go through this today and as, as we look at this today I, I want you to be vulnerable for a moment because these came and shared their testimony and they had to share their testimony I believe so that God was able to completely heal them we, sometimes we can't hide what God has done for us and what he is doing for us because if we do we hold that internally and, and, and we keep that in Side of us and we never truly get healed from it sometimes we have to find this vulnerable place where we're willing to admit where we came from and what God has done for us because if we act like God's never done anything but we have become this amazing person then we deceive ourselves but there are times that we've got to admit I came from somewhere. I had issues. I was not the person that I am today. They had a testimony. Two were delivered from alcohol. Two healed of cancer. One drug addiction, one suicidal, one mentally abused, one physically abused. One had PTSD, one a former atheist, one died and one was a backslider, but now all living for God. Some healed from cancer, delivered from alcohol. What God wants you to write on that card maybe it's your testimony and where he's brought you from because you're a saint of God and sometimes we have to be reminded ourselves of what God has done for us because we so easily forget as the years go by and the decades go by and And and, and we look down, we don't realize, and we just get to functioning through life. And and, and, and church can become usual, and, and, and we can come in here with just a normal expectancy because we forgot what happened 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, or 10 years ago, or five years ago. We don't remember that. And, and what we remember is now, this process that we're in. And, and it's a good process. Don't misunderstand, you know, coming to church and coming to the house of God and living for God and all these things that we're doing. And they're, they're so very important. But as I read that scripture, it was very important to me to realize when Mary and, and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to that tomb that day, they came without an expectancy. It was just Easter Sunday. out. It it's just Resurrection Sunday. We're going to come in here and the church is going to sing some anointed songs and our young people are going to do an amazing job and we're going to get to watch as they minister. And and maybe we weren't expecting these people with these testimonies as they came forward. Some of them would not have even been a little shocked because we didn't know some of those things about them. But God. Right. right, God. And we find ourselves today and we've got our own testimonies or we've got our own. Prophetic testimonies. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm not talking about where you are now. I'm talking about where God is wanting to take you to. I'm, taking, I'm talking about what, not what you are today, not what you were yesterday or last week, but what does God say about your tomorrow? And where is He taking it? And, and while you've got that card, and while you've got that, your own personal card, I want you to think about that for a few minutes. Where are you right now? Where did you come from? Where are you? And where do you think God is taking you to? John saw the vision in part. He didn't understand, therefore he wept. That emotional trauma from his past stirred up. He became upset as he saw that vision. Why? Sunday thought they were just going to the grave as usual, to the grave to mourn over their problems, to mourn over their losses, to to sit at the side of the grave. And I, I couldn't imagine what that would be like and to weep because they had not just a few days seen, removed, seen Jesus on the cross of Calvary suffering in agony and in torment and the king not expecting anything. Why? Because in their mind they didn't understand the purpose. In their mind they thought he was able to heal the withered hand. He was able to heal the woman with the issue of blood. He was able to raise the dead. He was able to unstop deaf ears. But yet, He was not able to come off that cross. And and perhaps they didn't fully understand that as they went to mourn there at that tomb. And when they got to that tomb, what they expected was not what they received. Can I tell you, you're here today. I know it. Walked in. We're going to make it through a few services. Through a few songs. Okay, they're going to do a skit. All right. He's going to preach. Man, would you hurry up and get to the point?
1: You know.
3: And then we're going to leave here and we're going to go to Popeye's. And some fried chicken. Some potatoes gravy, some dirty
1: rice,
3: oh man I love that dirty rice, <laughs> are they the ones that's got the sausage down in there and all the good stuff and a little bit of grease at the bottom, you know the flavors of the holiday, is that the right one, is that Pop House or is that Church's, The Bojangles? Anybody hungry? They came expecting what they normally would receive. And in in expecting what they normally received, they didn't get what they thought they were coming to get. And I'm here to tell you, you're not getting today what you thought you were going to get. Can you have a card? Can you bring me a card, Brother Hall? I need a card. I need a, and and, and and you. I really want you to put down on that card what. Not, not. There's a list over here. And maybe we're on one side of this, and perhaps we can say some of the testimonies they said perhaps addicted to alcohol perhaps depression maybe anxiety, maybe PTSD, perhaps anger issues, financial issues, health issues, sick with cancer, sick with heart disease, whatever else, and you've got that, ro- whatever it is, but there's another side that God's want to write yes. on this. Right. Yes. I think He's wanting you to flip that over yes. and see what His power is yes. and can be not just in those that minister today. Oh, but what about in your own life? What about the things nobody knows about? Not even your spouse, or your parents, or your brothers or sisters, but the, the personal things that you have endured, that you have suffered through. Think about Mary and Mary and the trauma that they had recently endured as they came to that tomb. And I believe it says when they left, they went away and, and they were happy. They were excited, but they also were walking away in fear. And and and, and so do you do you grab a hold of that? Do you understand that? So so Jesus Christ, each and every one of you have a testimony. You've got something to write on here. And whether or not the fulfillment is there, I want you to think about that for a few moments as you write. And we're going to come down here in just a few moments or pray where you're at. And we're going to specifically pray over these testimonies. But what is your testimony going to be? What are you going to allow God to do in your life? You see, first God had to save me. I had to be willing to allow Him to come into my life fully. I had to surrender to Him. I had to let go of who I was, who I thought I was, all all the titles that I had perhaps, and and I had to be willing to let go of those things. And without reservation, I had to be willing to allow Jesus to, to mess up my mindset and how I thought about things and the way I thought about things and turn that around. The Holy Ghost. I was so opposed to the Holy Ghost when people were speaking in tongues. I I, I just, you know, I was like, no, 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 not for me until it happened to me. Until this happened. And when this happened, all of a sudden I realized how real it was. Yes! But to get there I had to I had to let go of some personal baggage. I, I had to give everything to God. Not a few things and hold back a few things. And, and some of the baggage that I had to let go of was what I'm gonna call blaming. We're talking about going from blaming, from blaming. To belonging I had to move from blaming somebody else to belonging in Christ's kingdom from always pointing the finger at somebody else always saying it was somebody else's fault why I was where I was or why I was not where I should be to realizing it's not their fault But I need to realize that what what I have is Christ's resurrection power wanting to do a work in me. You see, the Lamb of God shed His blood on Calvary for my sins and for what I had done. But not only that, also for what others had done for me. Jesus' resurrection power was not so I could be saved, but still live with my baggage. That's not. That's not. That's not resurrection power. That's not resurrection power. Oh, thank you, God, you covered me with Your blood. I'm good on the forgiveness part, but but you know I'm gonna keep my baggage and my stuff and my things and my blame. And you see, what Jesus was telling me was this resurrection power was for my forgiveness. And along with it would come my healing. Did you know God wants to heal you? Did you know God wants to heal you? He wanted to heal me and he wanted to take all my baggage from me. But trust me, I'm a bag dude. I got a lot of bags. I've got a lot of baggage. I'll have a backpack and a briefcase beside my bed every night. Another bag sitting in my office. And probably 10 in my closet and another 10 outside in my garage. I like bags. Amen. Sister Chow Queen, can I get an amen over there? Just, a, just an air high five. And, 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 but, but that baggage, it's the only baggage I like to hold on to. Can I get an amen? Anybody have any baggage you hold on? I, I'm not just talking to... Uh, to guests, I'm talking to saints of God. That, that you, you've got some baggage. Maybe you've been born again, but you still got issues, and you still got baggage that you carry in your life. And since the beginning, since the beginning of time, this blame thing has been a major obstacle. The first Adam, not the second, the first Adam failed. And blamed. If we look at Genesis chapter 3, we'll start it in verse number 10. And he, Adam told the Lord, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree that I commanded you shouldn't eat? Only thing he asked him to do, not eat from this. And, and the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me. So, so we see it, dudes. We were the first one. You're over there. You hear, you hear babies talking about not blaming everybody. And now we were the first ones to lay blame. And, and and we blamed the woman. And when that wasn't good enough, we blamed God. The woman who you gave me. And, and, and then we go on and and... He, he says, The woman whom thou gavest to me, she gave me of the tree, and I did. So Adam's not taking any blame on himself. It's your fault, God. It's the woman's fault that I'm in the shape I'm in, that I'm in this condition, that I'm where, that I'm where I am. I know I need to be saved. I know I need to be healed. I know I need to be covered. I understand that. I, I'm, I'm naked and ashamed, and I need some big leaves to try to cover me, but I know I need something more than that. I know I need a blood covering to wash my sins, but I want to say this, in my defense the woman who you gave me (laughs) we kind of act like that defense attorney, stop just hear what I'm saying and the Lord said to the woman what have you done? A woman takes her leave from her husband and says, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. We blame our past for our baggage. We blame everybody else for where we are or where we're not, that we should be. And we say it's their fault. Well, they got me in this trouble. If our kids get in trouble, we blame their friend. See, I was that friend. I had this dude that got me into all kinds of trouble when I was a teenager. And his mom was going around to everybody talking about how much trouble I was. And I'm thinking, you don't realize, I I never said, you don't realize this is your son getting, he's the one with the car. And three years older than me. We're always blaming somebody else. We blame our past. We blame our God. We blame our raising. We blame our spouse. But I'm talking about moving from blaming to belonging. I'm talking about shifting in your life. Where it's not somebody else's fault. You see, you cannot be healed until you release the blame. Otherwise, you're going to continuously walk under a blood covering. And you're going to be in and out from that. And you're going to be good. i And then you're going to be, I'm not good. And then I'm good. You're going to be in this cycle. I'm good. I'm not good. I'm good. I'm not good. I'm good. I'm not good. And we're going to be in this perpetual cycle because we have not let go of our baggage. We've not given that to God. And am I making any
2: sense to anybody?
3: So you can blame your ex. Hear me. You can blame your ex. Or you can make it. but to give it all to God and to move from blaming to belonging to the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. You you, you see, if we keep that blame on somebody else, it prevents us from truly being where we need to be in the kingdom of God. It truly prevents us from having the victory that God has designed for our and our families. we blame our former employers we blame our exes, we blame ourselves. We even if we have long enough we'll blame the ministry and then we'll ultimately even blame God for our problems, where we at, where we're at. and, and, and what happens is then that blame becomes internal. And until you admit that. God's not able to do that. And so we keep pointing our finger at everybody. And the old saying is, while well, we have four pointed back at ourselves, can I tell somebody this morning, not okay
4: is not okay.
3: Not okay is not okay. Okay. The reason we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, we started last Sunday with Palm Sunday. This week, we remembered the death of Jesus on the cross. We remembered the last supper, hopefully personally. we remembered that His body lay in a grave. but But then we've got to also realize what Resurrection Sunday is about. And more specifically, what Resurrection Sunday has to do with me. Say that, what Resurrection Sunday has to do with me. Look at your neighbor and say that. What? Asked Him, what does Resurrection Sunday have to do with me? What's it got to do with me personally? Uh, and, and, and what does it mean personally? How does it relate to me? Let me tell you, first of all, you can't come to church like Mary and the other Mary expecting nothing to happen because when you get here, something is going to happen because there is resurrection power in this place. It's not going to be a status quo service. You're not just going to be able the same, and in this world, you've got to realize even if your faith is low, God wants to do a work in you. And don't be satisfied with the status quo. Don't be happy in your depression. Don't be satisfied with anxiety. Don't don't be comfortable with condemnation. Uh, Don't be happy that that you're just going to blame everybody else for why you haven't gotten where God wants you to get. And make your mind, I'm going to put those things in the grave. I've got resurrection power. I'm going to go where God wants me to go in this hour. And I'm tired of my baggage keeping me back. From blaming to belonging. Philippians 3 and 10 tells us this. Mr. DeVall brought this out. That I may know Him in the power of His resurrection. The resurrection power is not just being covered. It's not just being covered. It's not just having this blood covering over your life and you just check the box and say, you know what? I'm good. It's covered. Resurrection power is is being able to flip your card over. Resurrection power is to not stay where you've been, but go where God is taking you to and to pull the anchors of life up that have been hindering you. And I'm here to tell you, a lot of people, that's blame. I'm saying that is blame. We blame somebody for where we're at, for why we're not doing this, for why we don't have peace, for why we're messed up, for why our finances are where they're we got blame to everybody that we can think of and we need to realize I'm not saying it's not their fault, but what I am saying as long as you blame them you're not going to get victory over that and they're going to have control over you the rest of your life you got to move forward you got to lay the blame in the grave and come out of that grave as the new Jesus, that God has made you. He took on Himself our sins. He didn't do it. It's not His fault, but yet He took those sins on Calvary for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give Him praise right now. Romans 6 and 4. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of His death, when we repent of our sins, We write all our problems on our card. We write what this one did, that one did.
1: (laughs) What I did, what I did, and I messed up,
3: I messed up again. God, how'd you let me do that? Why'd you let me get into this shape? Why'd you let me get into this place? We've got all that. As long as we're keeping that, God can't give us this new page. God wants to give somebody a new page today. God wants to give somebody a new page today. Feel that in the Holy Ghost. I know this might be a little different than our normal Resurrection Sunday message, but God's really wanting to do a resurrection in here in somebody's life. God's wanting to take somebody that is broken, that is wounded, that is hurting. That's where I was. And he wants to turn your life around. He wants to change you. He wants to let you know you don't have to remain hopeless. You don't have to remain depressed. You don't have to remain blaming everybody for why you're not where you think you should be or for why you are where you are that you should not be. And He wants you, God wants you to move past that. Romans 6 and 4, if we've been planted together in the likeness of His death in repentance. That's when we come up here and we ask God to forgive us of all our sins. I just come, this is, this is me. This is how, first time I did it. After that, I went to the altar and I bowed my knee. But the first time I did it, I, come, I came over to maybe about this side. And I just, I, I'd never done that before. I went to this Pentecostal church and I sat about a third or fourth row back. And de- God had been dealing with me. And God told me, I want you to go to the altar. And I, was, I told God, when I get back to my church, I'll go to the altar, not at this Pentecostal church, not at this Apostolic church. Now, when I get back to my denominational church, you know, I sit calm, chilling, not at this place where y'all are. And God told me, He said, I felt Him speak to me as strong. As I could have any impression, he told me, if you don't go now, I may never call you. And if I don't call
1: you, Ooh.
3: no man can come except the Father drawing. God was drawing me like he's drawing someone today. And, and, and he, he drew me. And as he drew me, I said, okay, God, I, I'm not that, I'm not going to not listen to that. And so I got up and I made my way and I tried to hide more toward this door in case I needed to, you know. And I lifted my hands. A couple of Holy Ghost filled ladies came up. Back then we just had mostly ladies in our church, a few dudes. And one of them may be online today, Sister Beverly. And and I just came up and and I I was praying and I lifted my hands. And I asked God, I said, God, forgive me. Of all my sins, God forgive me of every mistake I made. I even started listing some of those mistakes, one by one. I, and all of a sudden I started weeping. And then as I started weeping, I, I felt this, I felt this cleansing happening to me. And I think I, I barely remember. I think I fell on my knees, my hands lifted up, and, and the spirit of God just moved on me so powerfully. That I, it changed my life forever. I I don't know if I received the Holy Ghost. They asked me if I did. I said, "Yeah." Well, something had happened to me, but I don't know if that was the Holy Ghost or if that was just true repentance. I felt so clean. I felt so clean. I I, I was new, and, and and then they talk, they talked to me about getting back, you know if this major part of your life. You know. It, you need to think about getting baptized. So I looked at those scriptures on baptism. I think that night and scheduled when we got baptized and we, we went down in water in a watery grave in the name of Jesus and all my sins were washed away. And and I wish I could tell you I left all my baggage in that grave. I wish I did, but I, I came out and sometimes I get carnal. And, and, and the old stuff would stir up and... But it says, if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Henceforth, we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. And now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So, if I die out to my old sins and I ask God to forgive me of all those things, that's not it. That's not all. It doesn't stop there, it moves forward. And so, it goes on that. For the dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ be raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death now has no more dominion over Him. For in that He died, He died unto sin once, but in that He liveth, He liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord, to be free from our past. we've got to to release our accusers. We've also got to stop throwing stones like we're an accuser. And we've got to realize that Jesus didn't deserve this death that He died for us to continue in the sin that we're in, but so that we could have victory. I'm here to tell somebody today God wants you to have victory and what I want to do this morning, a little different than what I normally do, I want to lead us in a prayer and if, if, if you're here and you really, you wrote on your card or maybe just emotionally you wrote on your card, I want you to bring your card You don't don't have to come. You can stay there. I understand what it was like that first time. God told me to come in front of a bunch of people that I did not know. They were Pentecostal. And they acted Pentecostal. And I wasn't. And I didn't know what they were doing. So if, if you need to stay in your chair, that's between you and God. If God speaks to you, listen to Him. I promise it's the best thing that could ever happen to your life. But if you've got something you've written, or if there's something just emotionally, you, you, you're not even ready to write it out, that you need to write emotionally on your card, I want you to bring that up here, if you're okay. Or stay there, either one, but, but if you feel it, I want you to come up here right now and, and just find a place, if you're able to get close, kneel down like this, or lift your hands, Come over here to this side. Find a place. And others will come behind you, but they're going to do their own prayer. And I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Is there anybody that would like to come this morning? Bring your card? Saints, maybe God's not finished with you yet. Maybe you came up here in here today like Mary or the other Mary, expecting a, a tomb that was covered and God's wanting you to know He's going to do something in your life now. Would you come? Would you come? We're going to pray in just a moment as these are coming. Would you make your way? God's going to do a work in your life. Would you come? Now, as you're up here, I want you to think about what you, what you need on that card. And I know there's others that should make their way on up. They ought to go ahead and be making their way up here, pushing their way to the front, finding that place just like the woman with the issue did. She wove through the crowd. She pressed her way so she could touch the hem of Jesus' garment. That's you today. That's somebody today. Would you come? And and we're going to pray. And after we pray, she's going to sing and we're going to worship and the Lord's going to move in our life. But I want you to pray like I pray, but you pray your own prayer. You put your words to this. And I'm just going to pray for me that you pray for you. Father, I call upon your name. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sin. All of my mistake. You go ahead and pray. All the times I failed you. All the times I knew to do right and I did wrong. When I yelled last week or raised my voice a few weeks ago where I got mad at somebody I loved. For God or when I slipped and stumbled. Did you picked me back up, Forgive me of that. Forgive me for not doing what I should have done or should be doing. Cleanse me from all of my mistakes. God, as I forgive others of their mistakes that they've made against me. God, I release them. I don't blame them anymore. I realize they were probably just as hurt as I was. I realize somebody hurt them. Perhaps even worse than they hurt me. Could you forgive me and forgive them? Cleanse me. Let your blood cover my sins. God, no matter how young or old I am, I surrender my life to you right now. I hold up I hold to give myself to you Jesus God I've messed it up to this
1: point
3: Help me to get it on track Help me to live for you each and every day God I pray this In the name of Jesus In Jesus name God I pray over every life here today. Oh, God, I feel your presence in here. I know angels in this place right now. Your anointing is just like a, a thick blanket that's descending upon this sanctuary. Hey, God, you are touching lives forevermore. Jesus, I pray God, for each and every one of you. God, I pray that you touch them. God, I pray that you heal them. I pray, oh God, that you deliver them and that you set them free and give them victory in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that this is just a first encounter with the Most High today, God, for many more encounters that they're going to experience in their lifetime. God, lead us and guide us into all truth. Let us pray fervently and without ceasing. Let us preach for you with everything we have. In the name of Jesus, we pray and praise you. Amen. Amen. After you say amen, we're part of his death and we just prayed a prayer as part of his death but we're not just part of his death we're part of his resurrection power also so I want to ask you if you're okay just lift your hands for a moment lift up your voice Isaiah tells us with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people As you lift your hands, I believe God is going to give somebody resurrection power right now. Just close your eyes, lift up your hands. All you got to do is speak out to Him and I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. Now as you talk to the Lord, if you hear words that you don't understand in your mind, just release that. If you're jaw begins to quiver that's not what we're, we're trying we're trying to get the spirit of the lord in us but but if you feel that that's just those stammering lips and other tongues that isaiah prophesied about that we would have and, 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 and the bible says in acts 2 38 repent be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus acts 2 at the beginning it says they were all filled with the holy ghost and they spoke with tongues right now i believe that god wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And I just want you to gently and peacefully lift up your hands. Magnify the
4: Lord.
3: Hallelujah. Just go ahead and worship Him. She's going to begin to sing. And I just want you to talk to Him. Don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back. Just release yourself to talk to the Lord for a moment. Well, I'm not sure about that. Well, I wasn't either until I lifted my hands and I began to praise the Lord and all of a sudden there was things coming out of me that I had never heard. You see, James tells us the tongue is an unruly member. And I believe the reason God has chosen speaking in tongues is an evidence of receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit is because God is showing us He can take that most vile, uncontrollable member of our body and He can control that through His Spirit. Somebody just lift Him up right now. Somebody just praise Him and magnify Him. Just seek out to Him. Well, I don't know what to say, Pastor. Just say, I love you, Jesus. Just cry out,
1: Hallelujah.
3: Just talk to the Lord. It's really simple. It's really so easy. God's wanting to write right now on the other side of your car. He's wanting to reach on the other side right now. He's wanting to start writing. He has a pen in his hand. And he's going through this altar and he's wanting to write your future, your hope. The Spirit of the Lord is moving through this place right now. God is wanting to reach into your life. He's wanting to fill you or refill you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spirit is moving throughout the sanctuary and throughout this church. Those that pray and continue to seek the Lord. But if God has touched you today, minister to you. I encourage you to draw closer and closer to Him. Just like John, even an elder, everybody needs elders in their life. I encourage you to reach out. One of the pastoral staff, one of the leaders of your church, I'm more than glad to teach a Bible study, if you want to come up here or in their home or your home in a, on a Zoom conference call, you just let us know if you want that, if you feel like, I want to go a little further than where I am. I want to know a little more. I encourage you to, to reach out to one of those elders and you know, allow them to do that. I, I did that when I first got the Holy Ghost Is one of the most impacting things my entire life and uh, so so forget about that the presence of the Lord is in this place we've got some announcements we need to take up an offering but I do want to say if it's your first time here before you leave stop by my office meet one of the pastoral staff members we've got uh, leaders in here we'd love to serve you a cup of coffee some water some refreshments some muffins that's yes, before you go out to the left hang right into my office and go in there we're going to lift this music up for just a moment if our ushers would uh, go ahead and maybe go into the back to receive the tithes and honors i think the spirit of the lord is just continuing to linger if you want to draw closer this altar is still open the presence of the lord is still in this place i encourage you come up here, and you go find one of these steps to kneel on, or one of these chairs to lean on, and just for a few moments, talk to the Lord, just for a few minutes, allow the presence of God to linger in your life, the ushers will be in the back to receive your tithes and offerings, if, if you need to be dismissed, you're more than welcome to be dismissed, but if you want to talk to the Lord for a few more moments. God is doing a work in people's lives, and if you want really to draw closer to Him, there's there's at least five places up here on this step for somebody to come
1: kneel and talk to the Lord.
4: earth, and there is and there will be an end of this earth, but there will be a new creation in some day and time as we read in the scripture, there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and we will be there with the Christ, with the mighty God, with his power that is worked in us, hallelujah, let's put our hands together and give Lord a hand clap of praise for what he's doing and what he's done today, and what he'll continue to do. forget all of our announcements. Um, this week we want to make sure that you know that uh, we do, I think we have one more slot. If anybody wanted to go to the uh, military uh trip, we have one more room. It's $108. That's after taxes. Um, I will be completing all the tickets, closing everything out tomorrow. For all of those who are here, I do have your reservation tickets. Those who have already put their deposit in and/or paid, and um, and I'll pass those out as soon as we're done. So let us go ahead and stand to our feet as we prepare for the offering. This Saturday coming up, do not forget we do have our Fostering Care and Hope Community Food Giveaway. So therefore, Thursday they will be making the bags, and on Friday we will be packing the bags. And on Saturday delivering them. So make sure that if you are able to help, especially this weekend, we have a military life group trip and unfortunately it just having to line up on the same weekend because of our busy schedule that we have. But um, they will need additional help. So if you do have the time, please come out and put your hand to the symbol and help in that harvest as we minister to our community. And let us go before the Lord in prayer as we stand. Lord Jesus, we are thankful, Lord, as we are prepared, Lord, to give an offering, Lord, to you. And our tithe, Lord, which you have called for. You have told us to bring it all to the storehouse, Lord, that you may be able to bless us, Lord, by opening up the windows of heaven, Lord. You may not give me more, and because I work my salary, I may get the same next month. But you are able, Lord. As you go along your way this weekend and enjoy your spring break. For those that are starting their spring break today and for those that are ending,
1: um, we'll see you in high school.
4: God bless God bless you.